0: So I'm here with uh, John Press and Adam Stragan. And uh, guys, I, I think with all of what's kind of gone on in the world, uh, I don't know, like, John, how, are you, how do you feel about hockey coming back? Because at least to me, it kind of felt like, oh, wow, this is a surprise. This kind of came out of nowhere. And I wasn't ready for this. But uh, kind of are you you ready for the season to get started?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's, uh, l- let's do the hockey. Uh, it, you know, I've never it heard feels... anyone say that before. Not one
0: <laughs>
1: <time>. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been uh, a while and, and I guess we're ready to, to have more hockey games. So, um, go caps. There you go. That
0: was very <laughs> enthusiastic. Uh, wow. Adam, are you, are you reflecting of, uh, John's enthusiasm about, uh, hockey? that I'm not yeah, at all projecting
2: on him at all. <laughs> I just kind of needed a palate cleanser after kind of that abysmal kind of last time we saw the Caps play, you know, it, it was so bad last time we watched him play um, that I, I'm excited to have hockey back. I'm excited to see Ovechkin back. I want to, I want to see what he can do. I, I'm sure uh, Jacob Bron is excited to be back and kind of put the ghost of playoff failures behind him, um, you know, and, and, i I am excited i'm excited to have hockey back it's it's been a long time and it'll be a lot of fun
0: yeah all right well speaking of uh things that i'm excited to get started uh, i'm really excited for this uh upcoming season of jpr's rank radio so uh let's get the show started Welcome back to Jake's Rank Radio. I'm your co-host Greg Yug. And uh today, uh I I figured uh you know with a uh, the season coming up uh, and everything like that, we're going to do a three-man show today. So uh Adam and uh, so I'm joined by Adam Stringham and John Press. And uh Adam, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, um, you know, this doing this podcast great cuz it gives me a a break from the baby. So really it's it's just fantastic. But uh, just kidding. The baby is great. Love spending time with it. Uh, everyone. Everyone loves some time off.
0: There you go. I I, I like that you felt the need to kind of interject the. Uh, no, I'm not actually a terrible parent. I promise. Well, uh, she, she
2: might <laughs> listen one day, you know, in the far future, and
0: uh, you know, you never know. You want you want to caveat it. So uh, all right. Well, there you go, John. Uh, John, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just kind of sitting here trying to get through, uh, a, a tense time in the city and, uh, this country, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, I guess maybe hockey will provide a welcome distraction to some of it, but, uh, you know, uh, it's always there. So, uh, let, let's hope it gets a lot better a lot sooner.
0: Yeah. Well, I figure let's like. Before we get into hockey, uh, you know, this is uh, obviously been a very turbulent time, um, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, I think we obviously are all from or have lived in the D.C. area for a significant portion of our lives. And uh, I think it's kind of hockey, at least for me, has taken a backseat the last week to some of kind of the events The Insurrection on Capitol Hill and everything like that. So, I guess John, kind of, kind of, where are you at headspace-wise right now? Like, uh, things, things. Like it's just kind of a striking time to be an American right now, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It's uh, if there's a lack of enthusiasm about uh, hockey, uh, it's because the, um, you know, the the serious things in the world are uh, serious and, uh, sort of dwarf it. And it makes it, uh, kind of silly, uh, sometimes to, to look at hockey and look at sports. And especially when, you know, sports are, uh, turning out to be vectors for this, uh, disease and everything also. So, I mean, I don't mean to be a downer on this stuff at all, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, everybody's got the priorities hopefully uh you know they know what's important everything like that and what's less important so uh that doesn't mean we can't go out and enjoy something that's a little less important but um you know there's a lot going on in the world
0: yeah and uh stringham uh the i know that you're uh not in the dc area anymore but it's i would imagine uh kind of even even there, kind of striking to see kind of what happened this last week huh
2: Oh, my God. It's been nuts. I mean, I, I can't even imagine if I was kind of still living up there or right around. I never was that that close to there, but imagine if there had been a Caps game or something and I, you, you'd you been downtown that day when that happened. Right. Yeah. Or something, like that, you know, the pandemic wasn't going on. So uh, it's hopefully we're near the end of this thing, but it, it, it's hard to not look back in the last few years and think that this was uh, almost inevitable uh, that this is what we were building up to.
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah. It's,
2: uh, I'm ready to move on from that. I,
0: th- I think, I think, I think I am as well. Uh, yeah. The uh, it's it, it is kind of striking, you know, to see just kind of how far things have gone in the last really. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what time period you want to demarcate that as, but it's uh, it's really a scary time. But I do think that it's okay for us as humans to want to take a break and check out and kind of. Focus on other things because, you know, we're human and that's got to be how we operate. We can't be 100 percent politics or 100 percent, you know, just all of this all the time. So uh, that's my awkward transition to say, let's talk about the Washington Capitals. Uh, but uh, kind of, I think, a necessary intro to kind of say that we're not all 100 percent ready for this yet. But let's talk the caps. Um John, this has really been a tumultuous offseason for the Capitals, too. A lot of ups and downs. We have yet another head coach. We have the Capitals try to acquire uh, two massive cornerstone players for the last maybe 20 years of NHL history in Henrik Lundqvist and Zidane Ochara. So, I don't know, kind of gut level, how are you feeling about Capitals hockey right now?
1: Um, you know, I, I'm more excited than I was uh, for the start of last season. Um, Todd Reardon's first season left a bad taste in my mouth, uh, and uh, I wasn't super excited about uh, watching his uh, act two. And uh, it turns out that was pretty well founded. Uh, and uh, as Adam touched on at the beginning, um, it was it was just not fun to watch, uh, certainly in the bubble, but even, you know, down the stretch before they um, put a pause on the season, uh, it just wasn't working. And uh, so I'm excited to see what Peter Laviolette can do. I mean, here's a guy who last three teams, he's uh, coached, he's taken to the Stanley Cup finals. So uh, I think there's reason to be uh, excited about that. I think there's uh, reason to be excited. Anytime you see a guy like Dano Chara in a Caps uniform, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's unfortunate that things didn't work out with Blundquist because uh, he's just a flat-out legend, and it's always cool to see those kind of guys in Caps uniforms. Uh, even Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, it was cool to see him in a uniform until he stunk Actually the place played. out. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, but I mean, so I think you know they, they made the change behind the bench which they needed to do they um let uh be go which uh they needed to do as hard as that was and uh or maybe wasn't but uh as hard as it is to see given what he meant to this franchise um you know, they, they addressed, they knew the problem was, uh, on the blue line. They got rid of, uh, they they made a lot of changes on the blue line that, you know, they bring in a Justin Schultz, they bring in a Trevor Van Riemsdyk, they bring in, uh, Chara. So, you know, this isn't a team that, uh, is sitting there with no clue what the problems are. Uh, they, they're addressing them. And, um, you know, it, it, We'll see if Samsonov and uh, Vanacek or even maybe Craig Anderson um, are the answer and goal. Um, I felt a lot better when Lundquist was, um, w- you know, presumably going to play for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, I think there's reason to be uh optimistic even if there's a lot of unknown and at the very least that that all should be exciting and uh exciting in a way that um outside of maybe uh, watching Alex Ovechkin ch- try to chase down Gretzky uh exciting in a way that they kind of haven't been in in a couple years at least
0: Yeah so Adam I I think JP touched on a number of good points one of which is It's going to be interesting to kind of see the changes that LaViolette makes, particularly given kind of their uninspired play in the bubble. Uninspired being perhaps a uh, charitable word for hot garbage. Uh, So, I guess, what are you kind of hoping that this Caps team looks like under LaViolette?
2: Well, I I always wanted to look more like it did, well, one in the playoffs in 2018, right? I mean, they played uh, just an incredible... Uh, brand of hockey. Uh, they they were dominant in game. In in the years before that, under Barry Trotz, not that season as much as the as the couple before. Um, they they played a responsible two way style of play. Um, Brayden Hopey didn't have to face a lot of difficult shots um, with a lot of frequency, and um, he was in a system that was beneficial to him. And I think that's important now for Ilya Samsonov to be in a position where he doesn't face. Um, a large percentage of high-danger shots. John, you might remember a story that you and I wrote together um, in Trust's first year about how the Capitals were giving up a, a low amount of shots and the percentage of them that were high danger, and how it can make it harder for a goalie to get into a rhythm. and And I think for a young goalie like Samsonov, that might be important that um, the Capitals just, if they're going to do a great job shutting it down, not giving up a, a lot of shots. Don't make the only shots that he faced, you know, 25%, 30% shots. Uh, shut stuff down. Don't let the transition offense the other way be too potent. Um, and, and I think they'll do that. I mean, LaViolette is a, a pretty respectable, balanced coach. I don't think he's necessarily amazing for offense, but I don't think he's bad for defense either. So um, I'm, excited. I, I, I'm excited for what we're going to see from this team. I think uh, it should be fun to watch. Yeah,
0: and I, Adam, you kind of hit on this a little bit, and Jake, I was – Hoping you'd elaborate. It seems like really a lot of blue line focus was the uh was kind of the cap's priority this offseason. They uh acquired a number of players, extending Brendan Dillon, shining uh signing Justin Schultz, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Zdeno Chara. I I guess I'm kind of interested, how do you think this is all gonna shape out, particularly given that it looks like La Violette's gonna try to roll a Carlson Orlov first pair?
1: Yeah, I mean I think they're they wanna play. Uh, a little faster and uh, exit the zone a little uh, quicker under control. I mean, but everybody says that, you know, everybody always (laughs) wants to do that. Um, So we'll see if that's, uh, that's what they do, but they, I mean, they've got some guys who can skate uh, the puck and they've got some guys who can pass the puck. Uh, I'm skeptical of uh, Carlson and Orlov sticking as a pair, uh, primarily because, uh, I'm not sure that uh, gives you uh, as much balance as you want in your uh, top four. Um, You know, I know you've pointed out that in limited action, uh, Carlson and Orlov have uh, put up some pretty good uh, underlying numbers together, but, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably guess that most of those minutes were when they were trailing. So there's gotta be some score effects uh, going on there, but um, you know, I, Carlson uh, obviously had a terrific year last year. Um Orlov should be should be ready to take a maybe even a bigger role than he's had. Uh they obviously liked what they saw in Dylan and um you know these other additions that they made were once they had uh Laviolette squared away. So you know those are all guys that he presumably said yeah that's a guy i can work with that's a guy who's going to play uh the game the way i want to play the game so um presumably uh he's got the 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 pieces he he needs to execute whatever it is he wants to execute and uh so now it's just a a question of making it happen and unfortunately you know you have a shortened camp uh new coach shortened camp bunch of new players uh that isn't necessarily the, the the great formula for a team that can't really afford to stumble uh at any point in the season much less coming out of the gates because you know, with 56 games, and that's that's 56 games. Uh, that's an optimistic 56, right? You uh, <laughs> could
0: easily yeah. see a couple of weeks wiped out for uh, not even the Caps having COVID, but just any of those teams in the East if they get it, that could wipe things out.
1: Right. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with all that, but uh, you know, so if you come out of the gate with like a a three and seven or something like that. Uh, you're really behind the eight ball, and so it would behoove the Caps to get off to a good start. Uh, and, um, you know, that they the challenge is right there for them. Um, but you know, it's a veteran team, and uh, most of these guys have been playing together and for a while. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: So, Adam. I- one thing I've, I'm kind of interested in is so if you look at it and the Caps do decide to roll an Orlov Carlson pair, you figure even if the shot effect thing was real in, in terms of that they were playing a lot of minutes when the Capitals were behind and thus their numbers might be slightly inflated, you would think that that's going to be a pretty strong first pair. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Caps do decide to roll Dylan and Schultz that. That's going to be kind of the crux pair in my eyes, because if they can just not get caved on 5v5, then that's going to maybe set up the Caps to do pretty well. But one of those things that's going to be interesting also is what the Capitals do kind of with that third pair, because the way I see it, the Caps have maybe five defenders who could bit on that third pair between Jensen, Shara... Um, Siegenthaler and uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and maybe Martin Favari in there. So I'm kind of curious, like, who do you think is going to shake out for that third pair? It seems like Char and Jensen might be there to start, but I'm kind of curious how you think that's going to end up working out.
2: Well, well Char's definitely going to play. I mean, you, you look at, um, you, you just kind of look at his his resume and, and, and he he's just a great guy to add. I mean, the Capitals wanted to get some, another veteran presence without Henrik Lundqvist, or maybe it just happened to work out that way. Um, you know Chara is what forty-two years old or something like that, a proven champion up in Boston. Um, so uh, it's hard to see him not getting that spot. I, I think it's going to be interesting between Jensen and Trevor Van Riemsdyk for the third, um, third pairing on the other side. Um, or do you? Where do you see TVR actually going? Do you do you see him kind of slotting in at all, Greg? I
0: you know I mean if you look at TVR, he's he's someone who's kind of interesting because. He's actually a defensive defenseman that kind of profiles well. Like, he's, I, I would almost say, like, who, I, I when when the Caps acquired Radko Gudis, he was kind of, before, Radko Gudis was a guy who also profiled actually pretty well defensively. And TBR is one of those guys that kind of does that, too. So... I continue to think there's some kind of role for him, but part of the problem is that I think his skill set kind of overlaps a little bit with Jonas Siegenthaler. and that was a little bit why I was intrigued by that pickup because I think the caps already have a perfectly competent defenseman who can play kind of the shutdown minutes in Siegenthaler. So, you know, I, 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 there might be a little bit of overlapping skill set, but I continue to think that he's gonna make the roster, right? So they gotta at least try to play him sometimes. So, I could see that maybe cycling him and Shara in and out when Shara inevitably needs a maintenance day or two. But I, you know, I, that was that was kind of an interesting pickup for me because I think he's a decent player. But I just don't kind of know how the Caps are going to use him yet.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, I, I think Jensen's a guy that definitely going to want to see get some ice time. I mean, you and I and John have talked about this on the podcast a lot. I mean, the Capitals really liked Jensen. I mean, they signed him before he ever played a game in a Capitals uniform, um, after they traded for him and he's, he's just been a lot of so, so, um, and, and maybe the kind of having the decreased pressure on him on the third pair will allow him to, to maybe flourish a, a little bit. Um, but as you've said before, I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh it's really all going to come down to the second pairing to me. Um, You know, I didn't think Dylan was amazing uh, in his limited stint with the Caps, and Justin Schultz has certainly had some dominant years in Pittsburgh, but has also had, uh, you know, I don't think last year went particularly well for him. So um, hopefully the third pairing is what we're focused on, because if that's the case, then everything's going better up the lineup. Yeah,
0: agreed, agreed, agreed. And uh, John, do you have any preference on on who maybe plays it? I mean, I agree with Adam. It seems like Chara clearly they picked him up for a reason and they picked him up with the implicit promise that he was going to play. Maybe not even implicit, probably explicit promise that he was going to play. But I I don't know. I mean, they think that they're going to at least need to rest him sometimes. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, th- that would make sense to give him some nights off um, and, and get everybody ready to go, because chances are everybody's going to need to go. I mean, we we've seen... In this league, even in normal years, uh, you have to go eight, nine, sometimes even 10 deep uh, in defensemen, uh, especially if you're going to try to make a long run in the playoffs. And so, you know, having this many dudes who can uh, play at the NHL level uh, is is a real uh, gift, to be honest, and it'll be you know, one of those good problems to have figuring out who's playing where, you know, maybe they even go seven defensemen some nights and <laughs> rotate guys in or, um, or 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 something like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I I'm well, a we little all know concerned
0: that, you lo- that we all loved when Barry Trotz did the seven D thing. Right. That worked <laughs> right. out. Really
1: listen, like-
2: if you got to play Carl Alsner and Brooks Orpik, you just got to do it. OK. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. um, I, I think that like uh You know, uh, if you um, I don't I do have some concerns about uh, Siegenthaler getting enough ice time and even Farivari for that matter. uh, And what that might mean to their respective developments. Um, But at the same time, it's a weird season. It's everything's fucked anyway. So, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll make it work. And um hopefully there's a good healthy competition and no no spot on the blue line is safe and whoever's playing well plays and and that's that you know and, and you know the, uh I, I think it's one of those good problems to have to have that many uh guys with different skill sets uh different handedness different uh abilities to play up and down the lineup and uh we'll you know we'll see where that shakes out
0: yeah so I know John, you mentioned a lot that, that, you know, the Capitals have a deep blue line, at least in terms of guys who you would feel comfortable playing at an NHL level. One thing, though, that I'm kind of interested in, Adam, is the third line and kind of how we think the Caps' depth really is, because we talk about it, the Caps' top six seems about as set as you can get. And I I will ask later about whether we think that top six is going to cut it or not, but is there anyone kind of down the lineup that you're looking forward to, or someone that you're kind of interested to see shake out? Um,
2: personally, no. <laughs> like,
0: I, <there's> no <laughs> they don't call point. him the best I, co-host I, for nothing.
2: Uh, I I just I don't think <laughs> the Caps like... have a good bottom six anymore, guys. I mean, I I look at it and I just I'm not impressed. I don't. I think uh, if you ask Luke, who we have on the show sometimes, Luke's gonna tell you he wants to see Shiri and Sprong kind of and see what those guys can do. Um and, and I, I I'm just not I'm just not overly impressed by those guys I, I I I don't know about you guys I mean but the Capitals did well in the playoffs because they had a sol they had a solid bottom six and they had great contributions from it and uh, it, it's hard not to worry about it with what they have on paper I mean the forward depth isn't really strong right now um after you get through the bottom
1: the top six.
0: John, anyone you're particularly enthralled about in the bottom six, or are you kind of with Adam on this?
1: Um, I'm. I actually am not with Adam on this. Uh, yeah, I think that they. Indeed. I think they. Uh, nice. you know, uh, is the third line, uh, Burakovsky, Eller, and Connolly good? No, probably not. But uh, you know, that's the kind of third line that wins you Stanley Cups. And uh, I, I think that the that a uh, uh, Panic, uh, Eller, uh, Sprong, or Sheary third line. Uh, I mean that that that's decent. It, it probably uh, is better than uh, than you think it is league wide. I mean, if you go go look at Pittsburgh's uh, roster and go look at who their bottom six is right now, you know uh, there there aren't a ton of teams with a ton of depth, and those teams that do have it are the ones you know your your usual suspects. So I think I think the Caps. Um, lower end bottom 6 might be a, a smidge better than than we think it is um but it you know it, they also need to actually show up and uh that that's not a problem that's exclusive to the bottom 6 i mean this is a team that went uh, five playoff games against the islanders and had goals from three dudes and that's just bullshit that is not gonna <laughs> that not. is not, that is not gonna cut it i mean you had you had uh, alex ovechkin scored four goals kuzi scored two and oh scored two and that was it and you know pretty I, pathetic it doesn't matter yeah i mean you need your bottom six but you also need uh the other guys in your top six and you also need uh, a couple guys from the blue line chipping in you know you need Everybody pulling on the rope, and uh, you know, I, I think that they didn't have that uh, when they needed it uh, last year in the playoffs. But uh, I think that uh, the roster to me uh, looks better, uh, better prepared to do that. I mean, they, I, I think that Shiri or uh, Sprong is going to be better than Kovalchuk was. Um, I think that, panic,
0: that would be
1: hard not to. At this point, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think panic w- was probably better than his uh, boxcar stats would have shown. And there were stretches where the uh, third, line, uh, the fourth line uh, contributed. But I, I mean, I'm not uh, a huge fan uh, of that, that fourth line, but I think the third line is actually a little bit better than uh, we're probably giving them credit for.
2: But where do you Um, think they rank in terms of league average? I um, I have them pretty close to league average.
1: Okay. I mean, I have them pretty close to league average. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, 12th or something like that. I I don't know. I'd have to look around. Maybe even uh, 10th or something. Maybe uh, just on the edge of the top uh, third or something like that. But, I mean, that's not terrible. That's not, uh, that's not bad. And the fourth line is probably, uh, you know, as, as pretty,
0: pretty decently above as, average. I would
1: say. Yeah, it's probably pretty decently above average. You know, they're, they're not like trotting out Casey Sezekis and Matt Martin and those <laughs> kind of shit bags, but they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they've got a pretty decent, uh, fourth line at times. So, uh, you know, I think that what we're going to get to is the bigger concern, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's in the top six. And I I think that the bottom six probably is going to be able to hold its own uh, over the course of the year. But, um, you know, I don't want to steal Greg's thunder, but, uh, you know, my concerns might might be a little higher in the lineup.
0: Yep, John. It's almost like you knew the next question was coming, yep. and Adam, I'll I'll, uh, I'll direct it at you. So the big thing that, and and like all good podcasts, we're gonna start with the less interesting players, and then continue to the more interesting ones. Um, but uh, the, Dom LeCision of the Athletic wrote his Capitals preview, and one of the big points that seems to resonate across Capitals Twitter and really across kind of Capitals media is his idea that. The Caps' top six, particularly the Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshis of the world, are just, they're still good players, but they're probably not elite enough for the Capitals to be a true cup contender at this point. And kind of the idea being that, Ovechkin's great on the power play. And he's great on that, but you wouldn't call him a top 10 NHL player, although the NHL did rank him in the top 10. I'm skeptical of that. But but anyways, um I guess let me just kind of ask you broadly this. Do you think that the Capitals' elite talent is elite enough to still be a cup contender?
2: Um yeah, I I I do. Um I mean, we can say whether well, we don't know Ovechkin's a top 10, but, I mean, the guy's still the best goal scorer in the league, and goal scoring is still the most important aspect of a player's game, offensive game, in my mind. Um, you yeah. know, there are a lot of guys that can pa- – I think there are more guys out there that can pass well than can finish. Um, so I-, I think Ovechkin's skill set is still super unique and super valuable. Um, the real questions is, is – is, I mean, as it's been the last few years, is Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is the guy who's got some of the 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 best raw talent of, of, of any of these. Really, maybe he's guys like I've ever watched play. I mean, he's just he's so dynamic. Um, but he's kind of suffers a bit from that Alexander Semen uh, enigmatic kind of thing, and he's got that he has that going on a lot. And um, you know, may, maybe just like for as it was for Semen, it's not a fair criticism for him, but. Uh, I, I still think the Caps kind of are going to live and die by what he does. Um, you know, it, it, the Caps have other young guys coming up in the lineup. That, I mean, mainly it's it's Vrana and as John alluded to earlier, and, and I talked about even before that. I mean, Vrana didn't play, didn't do a lot in the playoffs two, uh, two years ago. So if aren't getting this contribution from Ovechkin, from Oshie, from Backstrom, um, it's got to come from really Kuznetsov, Rana, and uh, I, I don't. Yeah, uh, you can turn uh, but uh, I I don't know, Greg. I I think they still have the talent. The time is coming for them. It's a matter of time.
0: John, uh, kind of your uh, your your thoughts on Dom Lichens' big uh, hypothesis? Um,
1: you know, I don't know that he's wrong. Uh, I, I'm not going to stand for people trashing Alex Ovechkin, but, uh, you know, I think, I think Dom would be the first one to, uh, acknowledge that the caps have consistently, uh, beaten his his model model, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason that is, um, you know, that has always been the case. Uh, when you look at a guy like Kuznetsov, he has, also uh, always uh, he's been a guy who's never had great possession numbers but is consistently outscored uh, his expected uh, numbers uh, maybe not last year. but I, I think that's a thing that uh, that you see a bit in uh, skilled players that you know, and it makes mm-hmm. sense. They don't need as many uh, opportunities to score goals. They don't uh, necessarily focus on um, the the possession and the two way game and everything. Um, but I I think that the criticisms are valid. You know, I I Tom Wilson is a nice piece on a line. Uh, but you know he's if he's anything other than the third best player on your line, that line isn't a great line. Um, and you know the same at, at some point. It, maybe said for uh maybe for Oshi, but uh or, or Vron, I'm one of those two guys but uh, you know I think that they're all uh nice complementary pieces but uh the real concerns for me you know obviously it's Kuznetsov and his two-way game and uh his play but uh, you know Nick Baxter also you know they in my mind they uh overpaid and gave him a big loyalty contract extension that we knew was going to start looking bad at some point but uh i was surprised (laughs) that at how quick that that might be the case you know he needs to be a lot better than he was last year especially down the stretch uh and so between kuznetsov and backstrom they have like what like 17 million bucks or something like that in in those two centers and for for, forever
0: too. Yeah. For
1: the foreseeable future. And, uh, that's, that's worrisome. That's troubling. Uh, and, uh, unless those, unless Peter Laviolette, uh, can maximize those guys and what they, they bring, um, you know, It it sort of does look like the beginning of the end here, but, uh, you know, not to be despondent. I mean, I think I think they have the talent there, the raw talent to, you know, they have uh, a a premier elite greatest of all time goal scorer. And uh, then in the rest of the top six, they have three guys who are probably fairly good bets to be in the 20 to 30 range with some possible outliers. And then uh, the two centers, uh, either of whom could hit 20 goals if they, I mean, obviously I'm talking about an A2 game season, not, not in this 56 game uh, season. Uh, But, you know, so I think that the talent's there, it's going to come down to, uh Laviolette's system and the defenseman getting them the pucks but uh I think I think it's a fair it's fair to be concerned about the uh high-end skill on this team and its uh ability to do what we see uh a Tampa do um but that that doesn't you know not everybody's Tampa nobody's Tampa you know yeah. Tampa. Tampa
0: they're they're cruised.
1: Freaks they they cruised last year they yeah. uh probably should have won the the previous couple years too i mean they they've been consistently great and just completely gangsta stacked up front and uh you know so let's bring it back to the realm of reality where yeah. you know teams are blessed if they have one elite talent um and so you know, you can recalibrate things. Uh, I, I, So, you know, it's a long way of uh, saying that I, I think the talent is there for them to be competitive. But it's not, uh, you know, it's not 2000, 2010 anymore.
0: No, no, clearly not. So, Adam, Gutcheck, Do you think the Caps are a playoff team this year or not? Uh,
2: I think they... I think they can be. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> what about that, Don? All right, end of the year, are the Capitals a playoff team or not?
2: Yeah, yeah, they they will be. Um, Laviolette's got that, you know, first year magic with the teams that he coaches. Um, shortened season makes everything um, a bit tougher. Um, but I, I I think the Capitals will be fine. Um, really, if they if they just could be a bit better on the power play, um, which is gonna be, I we're mean done, last year they were not good on the power play. It, yeah. it, it's gonna be really important in a shortened season, I think, to have a hot power play. So
1: um yeah, they'll be there. All
0: right. Uh John, do you think they're there?
1: Um I think they are more likely than not a, a playoff team. And uh but I uh, you know it's not a sure thing. Um I I probably my gut says it's about sixty forty uh somewhere in that in that range um but you know something goes wrong and they could pretty easily be out because the way i i see the the division shaking out and again this is like uh just four teams it's not like the wild card last year where the uh metro would uh could five place teams five teams, teams? Yeah. right right if If the division could send five teams, I'd feel a lot more confident about it because, uh, as I see it, uh, I think Boston and Philly are. Well, all
0: right, let's, let's, we're going to save this for after the break.
1: So just, okay.
0: I'm going to be, I'm going to be the, the okay. I'm going to be the firm podcaster (laughs) and say, we're going to take a break. Uh, John, in a very lawyerly way, I think said that he thinks the Capitals, gun to his head he thinks that they're a playoff team am i right or am i wrong
1: that uh i i think they are a playoff team
0: all right okay we got there i i think the capitals are a playoff team yeah i think they are uh that's my gun. <laughs> I, that was i was a long answer uh at least in terms of I drug on a word a lot. But I do think they are. On the other side of this break, um, because we've already gone on too long, um, we will preview the uh, the rest of the East Division. Um, I don't think I'm actually calling it correct. I think it's the Mass Mutual East Division. Uh, so we will preview the uh, the East Division, and uh, I'll ask for a couple of other NHL-wide thoughts from uh, from the guys, so stay tuned. Welcome back to JPR's Rink Radio. I'm still here with uh, Adam and John. And, uh, all right, it is NHL preview time. I'm drum rolling on my desk uh, in my parents' basement because uh, I'm a blogger stereotype, and I'll just embrace it at this point in my life. Um, all right, so we have, um, I guess, Adam, I'll start with you because uh, I pick on John enough. Um, we have eight teams in the uh, Mass Mutual East Division, and those teams are... Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and our Washington Capitals. So, kind of give your thoughts on there's going to be four teams out of this division. Who do you think the four are?
2: Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly.
0: All right. Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Philly. That seems like uh, I don't know, John. That kind of seems like the chalk pick, right? So, uh, are you uh, are you kind of on board with that, or do you do you got a different direction you want to go?
1: Well, I mean, uh, to me, I think Boston and Philly are uh, look like they're likely the best teams in the division.
0: Interesting. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm high on both those you're, you're teams. You're down
0: on Pittsburgh a little bit.
1: Um. I mean, maybe. Um, And I I see those two as uh, pretty solid uh, bets for the playoffs. I see New Jersey and Buffalo as most likely not playoff teams. Um, And I'm not really high on the Rangers making it this year. Uh, So to me, that leaves the Caps, Penguins, and Islanders uh, a, as three teams fighting for two spots and, uh, I can see it going any way. uh, in, in those three, you know, uh, I'm not the biggest pens fan, uh, as you might have surmised, uh, but, uh, you know, anytime you've got the two guys that they've got up front, you, you're going to win some games. And I think they've got a pretty good coach and they've gotten rid of some of their biggest problems. Uh, one of whom is on the Caps blue line now. So that's fun. Um, but, uh, one of so, whom also
0: is on the Rangers blue line now too. So there you that's go. That's also true. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I, as I said before, I think that the Caps are like 60, 40 more likely than not to make it. And I think that the, my, my reasoning there is that uh, I do see it as uh, two team, three teams fighting for two spots, probably. Uh, in, in the east and so um that that's how I think how I see it uh shaking out and but I mean it's a short season you get hot it's it's almost like um the playoffs you know it's 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 like two playoffs right yes. uh, it's 56 <laughs> games if you played four rounds and seven games around that's 28 games so it's literally two playoff runs so if you get a hot goalie, which obviously we've seen a million times in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> if you get a hot goalie for a playoff length run, that's half your damn season. And, and you're that good might to be go. enough. Probably. And will if be. that, yeah. yeah and if, if that hot goalie is, you know. Varlamov or that Russian dude that the Rangers have or or or, right. Or, or Tristan Jerry or Linus Olmark or some shit like that. Then, uh, then the conversation changes. And uh, you know, if, if you go, if, if Samsonov goes through a cold spell and, and Vanacek's not the guy, uh, you know, the, the caps are probably cooked. So, um, Yeah, it's uh, it's a sprint and it's um, it it could be go anyway. But if if I uh, if if things play out as they, you know, as as they may, then uh, I've got the caps in uh, in one of those top four spots.
0: Yeah. And I will uh, opine here for a little as the host. Um, I I think it's. I agree a lot, John, with what you said about it really being unpredictable. And I give you an example, which is, I mean, we all think that Boston is probably the best team in the East. All the models seem to have that, but I mean, two of their top players are either not going to start in David Pasternak and and Brad Marchand, or they're going to start, but they're not a hundred percent. And so, yeah, like, I mean, Boston, like you say, okay, like they have two really good goalies, but What if Tuka Rask doesn't play super well? Which could totally happen. I mean, he's a good goalie, but that happens. Like, all of a sudden you're saying, oh, maybe Boston isn't, like, the clear number one anymore. So, I mean, I think Boston's probably the best team. But in a 56-game season, that's just—we just don't know how that's going to shake out. So, I'm a little higher, I think, on Pittsburgh than John is. I I mean, they lost— probably two of their worst, from an analytics standpoint, blue liners in Jack Johnson and uh, Justin Schultz. Um, and they, but they also
1: signed Cody C. Cody
0: CC yes, they did, uh, which <laughs> you reminded me on Slack a few days ago about. Um, and so I still think that, ultimately, Cody CC is a better player than Jack Johnson, who is literally one of the worst players in the NHL, and I don't know why he keeps getting contracts. Um, and, you know, you look at the Penguins' depth, they they actually looked pretty good uh you know I losing connor sherry isn't going to help but they have a lot of kind of players like that i'm looking at josh marino as someone who i think is going to play a, or john marino is i think he's going to play a big role this year too for them he's really good so we'll see um and then philly i think it's kind of an unknown uh, um i think they look great last year and they look great for most of the bubble until they uh ran into the Islanders for some reason. So, you know, I I think I would roughly put Philly and Washington in a similar place in the sense that I just see the range of outcomes for those teams as being very high. And then, you know, if you look at the Caps maybe being a pace behind the Flyers, which it seems like both Dom and and Micah Blake-McCurdy kind of have, then you you look at that kind of Islanders-Rangers-Washington tier as being maybe that's the... uh, you know that's the tier, um, and I, you know I think I like probably of those teams uh, Washington to come out, but you know I could easily see the Islanders or Rangers, or I mean who knows? Buffalo got freaking Taylor Hall this year, so like maybe they're gonna be good. I I this is a lot of words to say. I just don't know, but I think the Caps are probably a playoff team, and uh, we'll see. So um, with that, let's just do. Quick glances, um, Adam and John, at the rest of the divisions, then we'll pick a cup winner and I'll ask for any kind of surprise or stealth takes that you have this year. Um, Adam, let's start with the Canadian division because that's the fun one. You got Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. And uh, I did not know that off the top of my hand. I have the divisions in front of me. I guess I'm not going to ask you to pick four because that's going to take forever. Who do you think is the best team in the Canadian division? You ready? America. You want you want to do
2: four? Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary.
0: All right, okay. Uh write that down and then we'll check in at the end of the year. Um John uh Adam was able to name his four. Y- your turn.
1: Yeah, I, I I can't name four. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I I refuse to do that. Um refuse. All
0: right, well who's the best team? Uh
1: the best team I think it's Toronto. Um uh and uh so i I guess i'll go toronto uh winnipeg edmonton and calgary
0: all right that's that seems reasonable uh i am yeah there you go uh i i i toronto i think i agree with you is the best team in that division i think it's it's toronto by a decent margin and then I, I kind of like that Calgary got Markstrom I think that's a smart little pickup for them i I think that I, I look for a bounce back from Goudreau and kind of Monahan and all that all that jazz so I, I think they're gonna be fine i I think that Vancouver actually might be decent I know that everyone's kind of down on them but I look at it and I think maybe Quinn Hughes can just play like 30 minutes a night or something like that yeah. maybe they play him like they got. I think him and Nate Schmidt splitting a decent amount of minutes between them is, is a good look for them. And I like them to go decently far. And then I guess it's hard to bet against Connor McDavid. And really, I mean, fourth place in that North isn't that special, anyways. So I guess I take Edmonton over Winnipeg. But I really, you could even put Montreal in there and I wouldn't really argue too much. But I guess I'll go with the best player in the league and say Connor McDavid. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, let's go to, uh, the central, which, uh, to remind you guys is, cause it's kind of a hodge a weird hodgepodge of teams, uh, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Florida, Detroit, and, uh, national and Tampa Bay. And I think I might've repeated a team and I'm definitely sorry if I did. So John, you go, f- well, no, I'll have Adam go first. Cause he was ready last time. Adam, give me the four teams that you got out of the central.
2: Tampa, Carolina. Dallas Uh that's going to be one of Columbus or Nashville. Nashville. Columbus's
1: Magic's going to wear out.
0: All right. John, uh what what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh
1: yeah, I mean, I think Tampa and Carolina are the class of that division for sure. Um mm-hmm. Dallas, I I don't know. They just had 17 dudes test positive for COVID, so yep.
0: Uh, But then
1: again, Um, you know, this is a team that uh, in February and March isn't going to have to deal with COVID outbreaks, right? Like, how did some team... They got the
0: COVID outbreak in
1: early, I guess. How did did some team team (laughs) not just, like, galaxy brain this shit and get all their dudes... uh <laughs> covid in Dece- in early well, december
0: Tampa tried. Did you see that super spreader thing they did after they won the yeah. cup? Comp-? Clearly yeah. that's what they were trying to do there, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, so <laughs> Yeah. So um no, but I mean, uh, so Tampa, Carolina, Dallas, um I, I I'm going to say uh Florida. And uh, there's oh, uh, All right. There's no Rhyme or reason other than just to just because why the hell not? I hope there you so. Go. I hope I, they make it.
0: That's actually not a bad pick. I mean, you figure if Bobrovsky is even a league average goalie last year, then they're a playoff team, so you know that's We're
1: pretty yeah. Up close.
0: Yeah, and, and radko gudas right? Rad, oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. Well, you would have known about where he went, Adam. Did you know that Radco Goudis was a Panther? No, okay. <laughs> I will I will just I will come clean there too. Uh, and my pick here, um, I agree with John that Tampa and Carolina are just clearly the two best teams and uh you know, I think there's a decent gap. I'm actually gonna I will go a little bit bold here because uh I'm gonna pick Nashville and Columbus from my last two spots and say I don't think Dallas is a playoff team, even though they went to the cup final last year. I only say that because one, I need a I need a weird pick. Two, I actually don't think Dallas was that great in the regular season. I think no. they kinda got hot at a good time, which, you know, is, is what it is. They have actually a older core than you think they do. I, you know, Kudobin's really good. I don't really know they have depth beyond that. And, uh, I, I, I just look at the difference. I think realistically between Nashville Columbus and Dallas is being so small that, you know, like maybe Columbus and Nashville find a goal here or there. They have, I think the talent to do it. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll conclude here out West. Um, In, I think, the weirdest division out there, not in terms of geography, although it's weird that way, too, but just in terms of, I think, the the gap between the haves and the have-nots is pretty strong. So, um, Adam, the Western division consists of Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. So, Adam, who are the four teams that will come out of the West? I assume that you have two already picked out.
2: Yeah, the West is pretty easy to look at, right? When you look at it, you've got Vegas and Colorado, two of the top four teams in the league, right? Uh, It's probably Vegas, Colorado, Tampa, and Boston, not necessarily in that order. Um, So definitely those two guys. Then I think I'd probably take Minnesota and St. Louis. Arizona's an interesting one. Um, I'm just not really sold on them, but I I do think all the California teams will miss, which is crazy because California probably just two years ago was considered kind of the gauntlet. Uh, of the league.
0: Yep, yep. And now uh, I think it's hard to hard to argue really that uh, the the three California teams might be the worst teams in the West, which is wild to say, but I think it's probably true. Um, John, uh, John, it's uh, assuming you have Vegas and Colorado, so who do you have as the other two teams in the West?
1: Yep, same two teams, Minnesota and St. Louis. Uh, where I differ from Adam is that he called Arizona interesting, and I don't. Yeah, I was gonna uh...
0: I was gonna agree with you on that. <laughs> There's there's nothing interesting. I don't
1: them. I don't find them interesting. Um, so Their
0: ownership and and coaching is interesting. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It, no. Yeah. So I agree. All right. Um, I will conclude by taking uh obviously Colorado and Vegas, and then St. Louis. And then I actually I don't, I'm kind of weirdly high on San Jose this year, given how bad they were, but. I, you know, maybe we get one bounce back. Maybe this is kind of Carlson's last hurrah. Maybe it's Burns' last hurrah. And maybe they get league average goaltending, although I don't really know how they would do that. I have Devin Dubnik apparently now, who uh, maybe is fine. So, you know, I don't really know if the gap between Minnesota and San Jose is that big, and I'll give San Jose a shot, uh, wow. which is a wow. pick that might be horrible and probably will in three B They are,
1: they are a shit sandwich.
2: Yeah, McCurdy has them Dead last in projected standing point.
0: I know, I know, I know. And, and and he's probably right. I'm just saying maybe they get one dead cat bounce out of that core.
2: Well, Greg, I applaud your
0: effort. There you go. I'll take it. Uh and yeah, they're probably gonna be terrible. So we can you know, I, I've been trying to bring different picks because it would be really easy for me to just say, Oh, am I becoming a radio host then that I'm trying to give an indefensible Hi. hot take? This is you're an a interesting shocked, philosophical you're question. Shock jockey, Greg. I know, I know, I know. I feel bad. All right, well, no, I'm gonna resist the shock talk temptation. I agree with you guys. I think it's a Vegas, Colorado, <laughs> uh, St. Louis, and Minnesota. I think those are the four best teams. Did, did, um, did we
2: just bully him into changing his pick? No, I
0: think I bullied myself into it. <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, if you're still listening a hour into this podcast, I admire you and. Uh, let me know on Twitter and I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll fig- figure some kind of exciting way to celebrate. But uh, anyways, um, so uh, real quick, John, who are your cup teams? Remember that this is, uh, they are reseeding this year. So we it really, you could just pick what you think are the two best teams maybe of the four. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I- I'm going to pick Tampa to win it all again. Uh, yeah. I-, I don't see... Any reason to think they've lost anything uh, off of being just a dominant team? Um, and uh, I mean, I guess it's it's a little uh, chalk, but uh, I, I like Colorado a lot. Um, so I'm going to say Tampa and Colorado with Tampa winning.
0: All right, you uh, see the, the the Cup repeat, which uh, hasn't happened in quite a while, so. Uh, it happened. Really? Although, yeah, I did, wait, I just realized. It is, <laughs> aside from Pittsburgh, it hasn't happened in actually a while because for a while it was uh, the Kings and the Blackhawks exchanging cups. Because yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they never won consecutive ones, weirdly. Um, okay. All right, so uh, Adam, uh, who, do, who do you got in the cup? Uh,
2: I've got reverse of what John just said. I've got Colorado winning. I, I think it's time for them.
0: All right. Uh, I will not be super boring here. Uh, I'm gonna pick Vegas. Uh, I love Vegas. I love get them getting Petrangelo. I, you know, they. I don't know if they're gonna love that signing super long term, but right now he is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. That's such a sure. big acquisition for a team that already is stacked top to bottom. I like them. And then it's tough because like. You want to say Tampa because, like, I think the best three teams are Colorado, Vegas, and Tampa. Um, so I guess I'll go, uh, yeah, I'll go Tampa, uh, but I'll go that Vegas beats Tampa and that this is Vegas' year to win the Cup. I think that, uh, that's a really good team to stack top to bottom with a lot of depth. I think that Laner is going to be really good for them this year, and, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my pick. So, uh. All right, well, um, I think we've uh, exhausted our NHL talk here. So, um, Adam, uh, where can people find you and your uh, various musings?
2: Uh, just follow me on Twitter, at Uh I'll be tweeting more once the season starts. I'm kind of excited to get back into it. Um, it's been a
1: while, so uh there hope
2: summer.
0: And, uh, and, John, where can people find uh, your stuff?
1: Uh, I guess at Japer's Rink.
0: Don't sound so enthusiastic about it.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're, you're mascot. Pro-
0: you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring the excitement.
1: Look, man, if they're not following already, <laughs> they hate <laughs> yeah, following right. now.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, I will, uh, I will, uh, they thank you for listening to this episode of Japers Ring Radio. If you like the show, Please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. We've actually been getting a good amount of five star reviews lately. And we're totally grateful. And uh yeah, it helps people find the show and makes it make it easier for all of us. Uh and continue to bury a certain review that uh we've uh I've joked about to my friends a lot. So if you want to go hunting for it, you can. Um, and uh, you can follow me at Y underscore JR. You can follow the show at, at Radio. And uh, next week, I think we're probably just going to do a standard uh, me and Adam episode. So uh, that's a really great promotion. But uh, whenever Adam and I just do a show together, I think it's a lot of fun. So uh, with that, uh, just stay tuned and uh, let's, go, let's go Caps. And uh, I think we're all ready for the start of the year.